Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. full of glory doesn't mean that we're perfect doesn't mean that we're perfect but it means that God begins to adjust us so that we can fit in what we're doing so that we can wake up spiritually and come to a point where we say I'm going to depend on this grace more because what I've learned back here is just becomes better for me I don't have to struggle so much I just have to obey. And listen to Paul. He's in jail. He's about to face uh, where they're going to just take his life and do whatever they want to do with him. And this is his last words in jail. To Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that do love his appearance, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we can come to church. We thank you that we are in our right mind, and thanking you for the strength of just walking and getting into this place, your house. The house of Bethel, the house of God. I pray that you will bless your people, encourage your people, and give them fortitude to move forward in the name of Jesus, I ask. Amen and amen. So we are in a war. In a war. And if you turn on your TV today, you'll find out that there are wars and rumors of wars. There are famines, pestilence, and they're increasing You're starting to see a change. Now you can divide what's good and what's bad. No longer is there a middle road. Now it's either good or bad. So I picked the good. And that is the word of God. The only thing good that will not pass away, it's right here. It will not pass away. This This book has been here longer than you have and I. It's been here. And this book does not lie about what's going to happen and what's going to take place. Paul was the type of man that they took him all the way into prison. And they were about to execute him. And he tells little Timothy, he says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. In other words, nothing separated me from the love of God. Nothing separated me from this word of God. Nothing in this world They had to, nothing that they could offer me could ever change my mind about living for God. And I believe that these were soldiers. They were just not ordinary people. They were people that were touched by God, blessed by God, and they kept walking the walk. 
because they were true. And if anything else we want is we want truth in God's people. We don't want no, no fake stuff. We want the real thing. I, I want the real thing. I don't want no fake stuff. I want to feel the real thing, the good thing. And here Paul said, says it clearly, I have fought the good fight, not a bad fight, a good fight. In other words, I toughen up. I might have been weak in the past, but I toughen up and embrace myself with the word of God and with the grace of God that it's become a good fight. It's not like the guys that we've seen today that they were champions and they go down every time. They go down every time. They go down every time. Your little idol of him, whoever it might be that you were putting your bet on, they're gone. Now a new one comes up. Hey, let me tell you something. Jesus never gets tossed down. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is there to help us. But I've seen a lot of Christians. Listen to me. If you're going to be a mature Christian, a mature Christian, that means that you've got to toughen up. You've got to toughen up and say, you know what? I'm running this race, and I'm going to finish this race. And I'm going to finish it well. And when I leave this place, I will leave a reference point for everybody to know that I was not a coward, that I was not a liar, but I was living for Jesus himself. So the road to Christianity is not a, a smooth little sailing that they give you a picture of. Let me tell you something. You got to toughen up because it is not smooth. You're going to have some heavy storms come your way. And as people of God, we're going to feel some fiery darts coming to hit our mind. And those are thoughts that are evil against you. Thoughts that will bring you down. And you got to tell your mind and train your mind, I cast you out of my mind. I am bought by the blood of the Lamb. And I work my mind in the Word of God. Not in what people say, but in what the Word says. That's what Paul was saying. A good fight. Not only that, he says, I'm going to face all kinds of obstacles coming my way. Things that I was not expecting, things are going to come my way. But my faith is not in this world. It's my faith. It is in God. So God shapes me and forms me the way that he looks a champion to be. To be. You, are, you have a champion inside of you if you allow him to grow up inside of you. You're a, might be a little baby right now starting in the things of God. It's okay. You're a baby. And then you become a little teenager. Okay, that's okay. But then you become an adult. And the adult means you've grown up. You've taken on responsibilities. You've taken on the word of God. You've taken in a family. You've done everything. And you're doing everything to stand up regardless of the obstacles that come your way. And sometimes things can get pretty tough. Because the enemy knows exactly what weapon to use. There is the weapon of discouragement that wants to discourage you every time. And you got to rebuke him. You got to use your voice. I rebuke you, devil, from my mind. I rebuke you, devil, from my body. I rebuke you, devil, from my eyes, from my feelings. I will not accept what you're doing or trying to accomplish. I am a child of God. And in the name of Jesus, leave in the name of Jesus. Doesn't mean that you're superhuman. It's just you know who you're fighting now. 
Now that you know who you're fighting, then you roll up your sleeves, your spiritual sleeves, and you start fighting. How do I start fighting against stress and depression and persecution and self-doubt? How do I fight those things? I kneel down. And I say to God, I can't do it on my own. I can't fight on my own. But I can fry it on my knees and I can pray and I can exalt God and rebuke myself. And rebuke the things that are happening in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit. I will not accept what's going on. You think the Apostle Paul being locked up, he wasn't tripping. But the Word of God says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race and I have kept the faith. The thing is to keep it, not to lose it. To keep it, not to lose it. Too legit to quit. MC Hammer said it. I'm too legit to quit. Come on, somebody. Jesus, hallelujah. Yeah, too legit to quit. Jesus did not quit for us. He didn't quit for us. They beat him up. They got a stick and beat his brain while he was on the floor and just whipped his brain up. And he didn't quit. He cried. He was saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to die for the people that I love. They can kick me. They can whip me. They can hit my head. They can put a crown of thorns and take me all the way and pick pick me up and then put a cross on me so I can walk through the village. Through downtown so that they can crucify me. I love you so much that I would die for you. Paul was saying the same thing. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. I did not give up. I am not a quitter. I'm too legit to quit. Come on now. Too legit to quit. Come on, put your gloves on. Boom, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. Woo! So when you get tough, you get tougher. When you get tough, you get tougher. You just don't say, oh, I'm melting my way like a, the old witch that melted away. No, you're not a witch. You're a child of God. You toughen up. Woo. God's toughness, God's tough, toughness will always make you embrace the grace. How many of you say, man, I can't take it no more. And then you embrace the grace. I don't think I can make it. You embrace the grace. Well, I'm not praying enough. You embrace the grace. Well, I'm not doing enough. You embrace the grace. Just remember when you were playing dice, seven or 11 or snake eyes. Vamonos. I got an echo back there. Hallelujah. I always embrace that grace. Yes. That grace has seen me through so many things. Even when you don't deserve it, that grace is right there. It makes you understand how much God loves you. Loves you more than you love yourself. So tell your neighbor it's time to toughen up. 
Don't hit them too hard. You know, just <laughs> tap them. When I look at Caleb, Caleb was a man that had been tested and got tougher. He didn't get weaker. He got tougher. And some of you are in a tough time, but you're about to come out of that tough time and you're going to be greater. And what the enemy doesn't want you is to get tougher. He wants you to melt away, but I haven't seen no Christians that will melt away. They always come back with a new fight. All of the time. All of the time. I've seen it over and over. But Caleb in Joshua chapter 14, verse 11, it says, For I am still as strong today as I was in the day of Moses sent me out. And I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. I was here. I took on that mountain when Moses was around. I was 45, and now I'm 85, and I'm even stronger now. Can you imagine, imagine yourself at 85 now? How old are you, Raul? 43. Man, that's young. <laughs> well, that's what he was saying. He was 45. He says, now that I'm 85, give me that mountain that Moses prom prom promised me, and I'll take it on. Come on. He must have been a tough little gorilla, man. A gorilla fighter. I mean, really gorilla fighter. You know, I could take anything on. Give me that mountain because Moses promised me, Josh, I fought for you now. Give me my mountain because I want to take it on. I want to destroy more enemies than I ever did in my whole entire life. I don't care how old you are. Get up and rise in the name of Jesus. Get up and fight in the name of Jesus. Talk to your body. Say, body, you're going to live and not die. Let the blood of Jesus go through your veins. And get up. Get up. And get up. And tell your body, that's it. We're going to finish this race. That's, you got to toughen up. Whew, the men are not clapping. The women are... Tell your husband, sister, toughen up. Oof. You're talking about Caleb being a man that not only was a warrior, he was a leader. If you're going to be a warrior, you better become a leader. I'm looking at guys that were nothing to be something now today. And they're excellent. Excellent, excellent. I see, I see Soto. I see, I, I see Anthony. I, I see our missionary just tougher than ever. Send me anywhere, the missionary tells me. So we'll do that pretty soon. <laughs> so we need to learn how to fight. And take more land for the glory of God. I sat down with my guys and I told my guys, okay, here we go. The devil's asleep right now. He thinks he put us to sleep, but we're not asleep no more. We're going to start having conferences every three months. I said, and we're going we're gonna to change all the areas that we go through. And we're going to minister to all our pastors that are there. 
and we're going to take care of them and take care of the churches that are there. I said, but we're going. But don't expect the enemy not to wake up. Because we are going into enemy's territory and we're going to take back what belongs to us. <clears throat> I like what Joshua said in the book of Joshua 14 verse 12. In the last portion there, the Lord helped me and I will drive them out. I love the way he said that. The Lord helped me and I will drive them out. I will drive them out. If you help me, I'll make sure that I'll drive them out. Yes. No, that's the wrong scripture, Mia. But it's okay. They believe me. <laughs> they read their Bibles. They read their Bibles. 14:12. Amen. So we'll drive them out. So what do we have to do sometimes in order to drive out what is focusing into our houses? Once the enemy focuses into your house, the number one thing that he uses is tiredness. Tiredness. Not laziness, just tiredness. You're a good worker. You're a heavy worker. And you engage in your job. And pretty soon it becomes a routine. Pretty soon you become weary and tired. And then you're coming to church and it's okay. You're coming to church and you give it all you got. But then you get to a point where you're too, too weary. Too weary. What do you have to do to get out of that weariness? One of, one of the things that I advise you to do, fast for 24 hours. Let go of the food and just fast for 24 hours. Because you've been addicted to food, now it's time to kick the food. Just for 24 hours. You're not going to die. Believe me, I haven't seen anybody die yet. I'd rather see you die spiritually than to die physically. Yeah. So I'm talking about dying to the old man. So that's one of the things that you have to do. The other thing is that you've got to press in into that place of prayer that you used to be in. And you cannot let the enemy rob you, listen to me, rob you of your prayer life. You know when you have time to pray, but then you neglect it. And once you neglect it once, you neglect it twice. And once you neglect it twice, you ne neglect it the third time. And here's where you got to demand yourself to get into that place and say, I'm starting all over. I don't care where I am. I'm going to pray and I'm going to bind the powers of the enemy. And I'm going to become stronger than I've ever become in my entire life. Because I made up my mind that my love is my love and my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mi amor es más importante el amor de Cristo Jesús en mi oración. Well, that's a translation. Chang ching, chang chang. No, no, no. <laughs> Going too far now by faith. <laughs> okay, quiero chicharrones. No, no, no. <laughs> so point one, Caleb demonstrated this. Caleb followed the Lord wholeheartedly. And the scripture says in the book of Numbers, verse 24, but because of my servant Caleb had a different spirit and followed me whole, uh, wholeheartedly and I will bring him into the land he wanted to and to the, to the descendants I will, will inherit it. So here is a powerful scripture. Wholeheartedly. That means that your mind your heart, 
your soul, your spirit, everything is given to God. Everything. That's why you win a battle. How many here have ever gotten mad when somebody steals something from your house? How many have ever had somebody steal something from you? Don't you get mad? Don't you feel violated? Don't you feel like, man, who is this dude? Who is this comadre? Who is she? And all of a sudden, the wives manifest. They manifest. Man. Wives can manifest. You thought they were sweet, but we, no, forget it. Pancho Villa ain't got nothing against that pistolera that she's got. She just wakes up all of a sudden, wakes up and says, oh, no, no, you ain't going to steal that from me. No, you're not going to steal my kids. No, you're not going to steal my husband. No, you're not going to steal my baby. You will not steal anything from me. Why? Because my heart, my heart, my mind, my spirit, my soul, everything that I have belongs to God. And I am getting everything back that the devil stole me. And I'm going to bring it back. Bring it back. Caleb had that type of heart. I remember when my daughters went crazy. I had five daughters and one boy. <sighs> my boy was okay, but we dealt with him differently. But five girls, oh, I don't know how to explain that. I got drained with all five of them. Stella got drained with all five of them. But man, we said, no, 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 no. They cannot have my kids. We've been serving the Lord since we were 22. We are not going to give our kids up. We're going to fight for our kids. We're going to see them serve God. We're going to see them get married. We're going to see the best that God has for them. But we are not going to give anything away because the thief cometh to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life more in abundance. So we decided no. No, no, and no. And that's the way it's been. But we got them all back. All of them serving Jesus. Why? Because we didn't want the enemy to steal our inheritance. So sometimes you got to get wild. Onde está o chamuco? Get over here, devil. Onde está Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? You gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta go get, oh, shatara, masata, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Where are you? In the name of Jesus, get out of there. You gotta go wild. If you ever seen Holy Ghost mothers go wild, the Ejitas men, they're wild, wild. I've seen them get a broom and start sweeping the house in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. Clean the windows and the little things and get out of here. You don't belong in here. Anoint everything with oil. I mean, they went wild, wild. I met my old ladies that were coming to church a long time. They passed away already, but they were wild, wild. I would take them to preach with me and they were wild. Just don't worry. A big old calote guy came out, eh, big mouth. He said, don't worry, pastor, we got him. Oh, my God. You should have seen these old ladies get on his face and say, you don't come here and hurt our pastor in the name of Jesus. I bind you, devil, in the name of the Lord. And he fell down. He says, oh, in the name of Jesus. That was Gloria Avila, all these... <laughs> Barrio people. 
that love Jesus with all their heart, but they, they were not, they were not intimidated. You cannot get intimidated. No matter how big the forces are, you do not bow down to those forces. You do not draw back. You draw forward in the name of the Lord. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to touch anything. You will not succeed in the name of Jesus. You become this warrior. I think God put Caleb in this, in this scripture because Caleb at 85, he was still taking down people. So don't say, oh, my bones hurt. I can go to church. Pastor, no lago. No, no, no. Hey. I want to DWD 40. Let's go for it. Just don't cower down. Tell your neighbor, don't cower down, neighbor. See, Caleb's commitment to the Lord was 100%. I don't know if you men, if you ever dealt with eight-cylinder engines and 24 valves, and all, you have a certain sound that you can hear when everything is tapping right, when all the pistons are right, where the pump fuel, the fuel pump is there, the oil pump, everything is moving, and you can hear it. If you're a good mechanic, you can hear it, and you can hear when something is off. When something's off, there's a spark plug, wire, and ink, you, you can get it. That's the way you got to be in the spirit. Fine-tuned where you are listening to God and you admit where you are missing. You're missing. Caleb was a man that was committed all the way to the Lord. That's why he said, Caleb will follow me full-heartedly because he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. You might sound like a yoron sometime, but he knows you love him. Don't tell me that men don't cry. I've seen the wickedest man cry, and I've seen him get up and all of a sudden be totally different. Because grown men do cry. But when you cry to the Lord, you will be a brand new man. Why? Because God wants men to get up. 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 God wants men to get up and become men. Woo. The ladies are clapping. Yeah, I need a man. That's what my wife used to do. Hey, diablo. Once you set your heart on God, you'll never be the same. Never, never will you be the same. There will not be a retreat in your voice. Well, things are getting hard. Yes, things are getting hard, but I'm not retreating. You become the soldier because that's the way soldiers are. They don't retreat when their partners are being shot. They don't retreat because something they lost something. They know the value of losing somebody, so they don't retreat. Too legit to retreat. I had to make my own song. Too legit to retreat. So they don't retreat. It's not in their vocabulary no more. I am not retreating. I am moving forward. I'm going to plow no matter how 
hard it gets. He that putteth his hand to the plow and looketh back is not fit for the kingdom of God. You cannot look back. You've got to keep plowing. I don't care how big the rocks are in front of you. Just get a, an extra shovel and shove it out of the way. We're going to make a straight roll. I don't care if you don't like it. Then I'm going to make a straight roll here. Why? Because that's wholeheartedly wholeheartedly. Your desires are always in the will of God to accomplish anything that God sets before thee. Before you. I'm telling the Old Testament now. Before thee. Okay. When I see a lot of you function, I love to see it. I love to see it. To see Mando, big Mando over here holding the microphone that looks like a tiny toothpick. <laughs> He's about this big, you know. <laughs> now you're looking at a man 71 doing that. Come on now. What's holding us back? Some of you are young and you're complaining you can't get up. Get up. The world is your oyster. Let's do it. Hallelujah. I want to do it. Do it. I want to do it. Do it. <laughs> 40 years with a spy with Moses learning. Learning there with Moses. Lo, Moses with that teacher. That 120-year man right there, he is doing it with his staff and commanding that big old million people that he had or more than that. And he is commanding leaders and training leaders and training people. And he will say, if I can do it, you can do it too. I got you out of Egypt in your slavery. I was a king and I'm no longer a king. I am working for the king of kings. And I got all you slaves and I'm going to make tools out of you that will look sharp and beautiful in the presence of God. Woo. I'm coming. <laughs> Caleb and Joshua told Moses, we will invade that land. We'll invade it. We'll invade it. And the other ten looked like chickens when they went over to see that great city, the giants. He says, we look like grasshoppers. We look like grasshoppers. <laughs> Manditas caída, vamonos. Let's do this thing. I don't care what you look like. Tell me that you can. But 10 of them were chickens. There was no rooster. There was no roosters there. There was a bunch of chickens there. Boy, you're getting an illustrated servant today. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen chickens. When you have a chicken coop, there's some chickens that are doing everything. They, all they know how to do is lay eggs. But they're eating, and you know, but when the rooster comes there, they all fall in order. Because God put something in that rooster that makes it sound like authority. When God changes your heart, you sound like a man of authority. You sound like a woman of authority. 
You don't sound the same. And the devils tremble at the sound of your voice. It trembles. It trembles. But the, this chick just couldn't handle it. He says, me and, me and Caleb can take it on. Me and Joshua can take it on. Don't you worry, Moses. You give the command, we'll slaughter every single one of them. We will not leave anything there because we are at your command. And they took it on. They took it on. What do we need? We need wholehearted people. People that have 100% in God, not in the church. This is nice. This is where we come to hear the word of God. But inside of you, you have God 100% running through your mind, your heart, your emotions, your feelings, everything. You are running with him. And nobody's telling you what to do, but God is telling you what to do. God is teaching you how to do war, how to do war, because once you learn how to do war, you will never be the same. Let me give you a secret. I just have to show up no matter how tired I feel. Sometimes I feel tired, tired, tired. And once I hit this pulpit, I'm a total different person. It's called obedience. Obedience. You're, all you have to do is be obedient. If you can be obedient, then God will change everything else. And that's when he begins to toughen you up so that you can embrace the grace. You embrace it, and then you're a new man. I learned from that. I'm going to keep going. And I'm not, you know, you're not a coward no more. Let me say it again. You're not a coward no more. When I see a storm brewing, I said, here we go. Hallelujah. The storm is brewing. Let's do it. Boom. Let's jump right in it and let's get rid of it because it's not going to go away until we make up our mind to defeat it. So we need men that will follow the Lord wholeheartedly, that will bring honor and might to the kingdom of God. The violent take it by force. I want you to get up right now. Just stand up with me, would you? Stand up. Okay. Why don't you take your hand like this? Like this. Just like a, you got a sword. Okay? Now, don't hit your husband. Don't hit your neighbor. Just don't hit him. Don't get all emotional. <laughs> and I, I want you to take it and just lift it up and say, okay. In the name of Jesus, I command you, devil, to let go of my family. What I hold in my hands is a spiritual sword that will cut down anything that gets in our way. And in the name of Jesus, I take you down now, you spirit of strive, you spirit of jealousy, you spirit of envy. I command you right now, spirit of mammon, leave my money alone. In the name of Jesus, I cut you away. Boom. Come on, make the sound. Boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Learn. Learn to be a little crazy. 
I don't care what they say, just be a little crazy because what they can't see is what you could, you can see. And once you cut off the head of that enemy, it's over. It's over. The battle is over. Then you come into a fresh place and then another war. I want you to close your eyes. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I ask you for this church. This is your church. I pray, Lord, that your blessing will just come from the top of their heads to the bottom of the sole of their feet. I pray for a freshness inside of them. I pray that you will breathe inside of them and take away all the pollutions that are in there. Just in the name of Jesus, I pronounce, Lord, that you are the God of miracles. And in the name of Jesus, restore my brother, restore my sister, restore the family of God. Give them the power, Lord. Let them get it in their hands and in their mind, in their soul, like Caleb. Make them into great warriors in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every lying tongue shall be put down to death. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for our church. Make it mighty. Make it glorious. Lord, make us into fighters. Not with people, but against those demonic forces. Make us into these powerful individuals that are able to discern and cut off things right away. In the name of Jesus, I ask. Bless my brothers. Bless my sisters. Bless everybody that's in here. Bless them in the name of Jesus. Let them know that you're real now in the name of Jesus. Give them a clap offering. Come on. Give them a clap offering. Hallelujah. 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 Give them a shout. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Glory, 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 glory.